It's time for episode 403 of Stolen Droids Podcast. Outside is still closed, but that's okay because cartoons are on the TV. And speaking of cartoons, the 1980s brought us some that were amazing. But the 1990s gave us some that were even better. You can feel free to disagree, but we've got a list of some of the best cartoons from the decade that just might change your mind. So sit back and prepare to tell us what we left out. And while you do that, stay safe and thank you for listening. This is Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Colin. I'm Marley. And we don't and have I'm Zach Zoner. today. And Zoner's here. Yeah. Zoner. We don't have Zach, but Zoner's back. So welcome back, Zoner. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you. It feels good. I mean, good you can out. always replace a Z with another Z, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's like coming home. <laughs> Aw. As I say home from of my home. 400 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad to have you, Zoner. Welcome home. Well, um, thank you for the invite. <laughs> yeah, we figure now that we're recording remote, it'd be easier to have you on the show anyway, since you live so far away yes. from the rest of us. So, but it's good to have you here. And you. we we are going to have some fun tonight. We're talking about '90s cartoons. Yeah, uh, I was. The '90s was a very uh, important decade for me. I was just entering my preteens and into my teens. And so cartoons were still a big part of my life at the beginning of the 90s. And so there were a lot of really good cartoons. And I'm excited to talk about them. And I think we've all hopefully compiled a list of five or so cartoons we wanted to talk about. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, I have zero confidence Colin has actually done his homework. <laughs> I, I have this an is... actual list. What I don't have is an actual narrowed down list. It's it's maybe 10. So wow. we'll narrow down as we go. <laughs> It was the nineties were just so filled with such good cartoons. Yeah. And like I, I've been trying to find some decent cartoons for my son to watch that that'll grasp his attention. And I just I hate the new animation style. Mm-hmm. A lot of it just seems like it's very, very played down and like not very involved storylines. It's just yeah. it feels a little more rough. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. I think a lot of the cartoons now kind of follow the SpongeBob model of just kind of crazy, Mm -hmm. wacky stories. And I think there was plenty of that in the nineties, but there were also some really good serial type cartoons that followed a story throughout a whole season or even over multiple seasons uh, that I remember enjoying. Part of that might just be my nostalgia. Like, Oh, cartoons were like way better than me as I'm yelling at kids to get off my grass. You know, like (laughs) that could be part of it too. But I do think there were some really good cartoons, and I think there's a lot of demand for them as streaming has become more popular. I mean, Disney Plus brought back all of the Disney after to- afternoon cartoons. Um, yeah, like Gargoyles is on there. Plus, they've got X Men, Spider Man, a lot Darkwing of the classics Duck. that I remember watching mm-hmm. uh, during the '90s, and so I think that helps bring a lot of that back. Um, I don't know. It it, it was a good decade, I think. I mean, Zoner might disagree with us. Might say 80s was better. Yeah, what do you think, old man Zoner? I actually am going to agree with y'all because 
you go back and you watch a lot of those cartoons from the 80s, like mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe, and they don't hold up very well. No, they don't. They are. I mean, I tried to get my kids to watch some Masters of the Universe cartoons with me a few years back. They're just not very good. I mean, they were awesome to a 10 year old me mm-hmm. back in 1985. But wow, I just gave my age away. Okay. I know. Um, I was going to say, how old are you? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. But you look at them now and they're just, they're, they don't hold up. They really don't. Yeah. yeah. I know one of my favorites as a kid, kid was. Thundercats. That was one that I loved oh, yeah. watching. And you go back yeah. and you watch the old Thundercats now, and you're like, oh man, the animation <laughs> is really choppy. So it's bad. really bad. And the stories are just weird. And they all start out naked, which is also really weird. I don't know. It's, it's weird. There's but a that's lot how of... we all come into this life. So, I mean, what's so weird about it? Well, but so, they weren't like being so born. They were like on the spaceship <laughs> naked. Like, who flies around in space naked? I don't understand it. But Maybe they but, were on quarantine. Probably. That's probably it. I don't know. There's a lot of furry love going on there. That's there's, all. There's a lot less laundry to be done in my house now that we're all on quarantine. I'm just saying. <laughs> See, I um, like there is a lot less laundry. I feel like I have that more. That is true. <laughs> but like for me, I have like more dishes that I'm doing. Like I yeah. use, I've used more dishes in the last week than I've lived than I've ever had. Like in the year that I've lived in my house, I just don't use dishes. <laughs> yeah, we we what have, I have like we have is... more dishes that we're not doing. That's kind of the problem that I've run into is I'm just <laughs> not keeping up on. Yeah, them. we're we're the exact opposite. We're actually doing a lot more like chores and stuff around the house and like. For our anniversary, our anniversary date was going through and cleaning her office, my office, and Aww. reorganizing the kitchen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Romantic. productive people like you. You don't have to rub it right. in, all right? Let's just uh, – let's talk about cartoons. <laughs> yeah. The good old days. The good you know, old days of waking up on – Going back to your point, though, Jake. Yeah. The, they rebooted the Thundercats back – I. it yeah. may have been in the – Early two thousands, mm, mid mid two thousands, mid to late two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Cartoon Network redid it, and that was so much better yep. than the eighties version. Just it was. going to the the point that that eighties that eighties version just does not hold up. No, it it, it doesn't, and it they, they fleshed out a lot more of the backstory. They uh, connected a lot of the dots that weren't connected in the eighties series. And of course, this is the one that came out, like you said, mid two thousands or so. Not the new, new one that like Thundercats Go or whatever that's on yeah. Cartoon Network that a lot of people don't like. Um, but yeah. it didn't last very long. It, it didn't catch on the the one that came out in the two thousands. No, it didn't. But you need to remember, back in the eighties, I mean, Transformers was good, and I think that that still holds up okay from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those cartoons, they were just created to sell toys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we see that so much with the cartoons from the nineties. You don't see Dexter's laboratory action figures everywhere. You don't see true. angry beavers, action figures, you know, lining the lining the aisles at toys R us back in the mid nineties. Or like Arthur you, dolls. 
or Arthur dolls like you did yeah. with GI Joe figures or with Transformers in the mid eighties? I think it depends on which cartoon you're know, talking like, about. Yeah, like Batman the animated series. Yeah. True, I mean, there lore. are exceptions, but Darkwing like, Duck. I re- I remember seeing toys of him. I remember seeing toys of uh, gargoyles. Yep, the X Men toys were all over the place. Toy Biz was the producers of those, and so I think it depends on the on the series. But I do think For you're sure. right. I mean, when you're talking about like Angry Beavers or like Doug or things like that, there's yeah. not going to be the same. Like Ninja Turtles is a really good example of what you're talking about with the toys because there were toys that they created and they said we need to find a way to just kind of put this in the show somewhere so that we can then sell the the ninja turtles had a blimp because they wanted to sell a ninja turtle blimp you know what i mean and so yeah. they yeah that was a big part of of what they did masters well, of the universe that was the whole point of that show was to sell toys after the success of star wars they wanted a exactly. toy franchise and so <laughs> uh you're right we don't see that as much i think there's still the tie-ins like batman the animated series where they say yeah these are batman and the animated series toys but it's not necessarily like you didn't see a red suit Batman in the cartoon, but you could find one that was like a fire suit Batman or like a stealth suit Batman or whatever the toy. They didn't shoehorn that into the cartoon like they would have in the 80s. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. And, and I think also like a lot of those cartoons that you did mention before that, they they did have their own toys. They were just usually in the form of something from like McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I remember yeah, there being true. tons of GI Joe toys. I remember there being like magic school bus. Um, I, th- I think the wild thornberries had it. Ah, real monsters. Um, <gasps> Men in black. Um, the series. <laughs> Marley's <laughs> list is getting longer as we're going now. through these, <laughs> these shows. So. You know, I think it's funny, like, hearing you guys talk about all these, like, action figures and stuff from back then. Because I'm like, I don't remember any of these. But then again, I wasn't looking for these kinds of toys. Yeah. I was all about Barbies when I was little. Yeah. And there wasn't really a Barbie TV show, was there? I mean, uh, I don't like, there was the website. Like, I always went on the website and played games and stuff. But, like, yeah. I think there you were. had all your directed direct to video movies yeah mm-hmm. which are all now like on netflix so my girls watch them and they're i all love awful. the barbie movies they're so cute <laughs> are they really on netflix i think some of them are i don't know if they're the ones that were out during the 90s but i don't know if check. the 90s but a lot of them like early 2000s yeah. mid 2000s well it, <sighs> and during during the 90s um and the early 2000s the toy stores were, were very segregated. So you wouldn't have even been allowed to go over to the action figure section, Marley. <laughs> like they would true. say, you're a girl, you have to stay over with the pink dolls. Like once that's you went true. into a section where there wasn't pink, you knew you'd gone too far. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's the boys toys. I don't want to yeah. go over there. <laughs> we, I have great news though. Then. There, there is 15 Barbie movies on Netflix, <gasps> including who is Barbie? Barbie dolphin magic. We don't need Barbie. Is, Princess is Charm Barbie School. and the 12 Dancing Princesses on this list? It is not. Oh, that's the best one. Wow. So sad. <laughs> well, this... I, had, I had a bunch of DVDs at one point, and I actually watched them with my roommates in college because we thought we were cool. But then I got rid of them because I don't know where they all are. My, my sister <laughs> would often try to get me to play Barbies with her. 
And the way that we would do it, she was younger than me, so I, you know, trying to be nice. We would play with, like with my superhero action figures, yeah! like they, because she didn't have a lot of Ken dolls, so they would stand in as the Ken dolls. But she didn't yes. like it because they like would end up fighting each other and like <laughs> running away to go save the world or whatever. And she's like, "No, you're supposed to like play house, like go to work, come home." I'm like, "No, that's not what superheroes do. This is not how this works." Oh so, my goodness! All the yeah. memories. So great. So, <laughs> All right. So what do we have on our list? Let's start with your number. If you could pick a number five on your list, what do you have? We had to rank them? Not necessarily. Just pick <sighs> one that we that you would call number five. We need a starting point. That's all. Uh, Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Freakazoid for those that may not be familiar <laughs> with it. Because I don't know that that one was like super, super well known. Yeah, I don't think it was. Um, yeah, it's it's about this. Oh, I can't even remember part of the premise of it. Uh, but it's this like blue guy. Uh, how do you even describe him? Like he has these weird. Well, he was like a superhero kind of, of like, guy, wasn't he? Yeah, kind of a superhero. He had like kind of super speed. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't he like do a things with lightning? <laughs> a pathetic. What? I don't, I don't remember he? that. No, you're thinking of Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Different, different. I remember Freakazoid. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he he would he would shout, uh, freak out, and then his his body would change into to Freakazoid and freak in. Um. Yeah, no, it, it was, was created by Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. Yeah, so, I mean it. It was it was actually a good show. I I remember watching it. So it was probably one of the more funnier kind of weird ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that that were pretty good. Uh, would, but yeah, it was uh Bruce Tim, uh, one of the guys behind DC Animated Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oddly enough, uh, I think it was uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg was executive producer. Yeah, he was involved oh, nice. with a lot of the Warner Brothers animation in the 90s. Like he brought brought out Tiny Toons was also a oh, producer on that Tiny and things Toons. like that. Yeah. Yeah, Freakazoid, he was kind of in the vein of The Mask, the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Kind of similar concept a little bit. I mean, not the putting the mask on, but kind of the crazy zany superhero. Yeah, it's kind of that like that. slapstick kind of comedy. Yeah. And it's a good example of how superheroes were really big in 90s animation. Like, there were a lot of superhero shows. Yeah. Which makes which me is, think... Go ahead. I was going to say, which is funny, because, like, I'm looking at my list, and, like, I think maybe one of these is, like, a superhero show, maybe. Because, like, I really didn't get into superheroes until, like, I was an adult. Yeah. Because, um, like, I didn't watch... Like, I didn't grow up watching the Spider-Man animated Spider-Man or even the Batman ones, like, which I'm kind of sad about, Mm -hmm. but you know, maybe during this time where we all are kind of, you know, at home doing nothing, (laughs) maybe I should watch (laughs) the Batman animated series or something, but like, should, um, yeah, again, I think it just goes back to like, there were boy shows and there were girl shows. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that kind you know, in such a way, I mean, there's definitely some overlap, but like those superhero ones, I'd have to say were definitely more boy shows. Yeah, they were definitely marketed that way for sure. Mm-hmm. So what do you have on your list? What's one that you've got on your list, Marley? 
Um, I wrote down Hey Arnold. Okay. Yeah, Arnold's Football good. head. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that show. Um, that that was a good show. As far as Olga like, and her capturing super creepy stalker. Yeah, like that's what middle school was like. You mm-hmm. know, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I totally had shrines of girls in my closet. Well, I mean, it was exaggerated. <laughs> Colin, like cartoons uh, tend to do, but the feeling oh, yes. of middle school, I think, was was there, and I loved, I loved uh, that show. I think it was really funny. It was, it was, it was one of the better Nicktoon shows for sure. Mm-hmm. What was his girlfriend's name, or the girl that was obsessed with him? I'm trying to remember. Well, the girl, girl that was obsessed with Olga. him, Helga, right? Or Olga? Helga. Helga. That's there yeah. it is. Helga. I'm looking on IMDb. Yep. Yeah, she was always like super mean to him, but then secretly had a big crush on him and like Yeah, she's the one who him. had the shrine of him in her closet. Yeah. And I always I always loved like whenever Arnold like went up into his room, like I thought that was the coolest thing because he like pulled the stairs down and he like mm-hmm. had this like cool like hangout up in the attic and like he had this awesome like huge room. Like I always thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because, like, as a kid, you think that, like, that would be really cool to have a room like that. And then you grow up and you're like, why would anyone want a room like that? Or, <laughs> like, your kids would want something like that. You're like, no, you're going to have a normal, basic room like everybody else in the world. Yes. Like, sorry, we don't have cool stairs that come out of our ceiling that you can climb up and, and go to your room. But it would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. I do. Okay. Well, Zoner does. Do you have kids <laughs> that sleep up there? No, because it's the attic and it's like, 400 degrees ew yeah that doesn't sound pleasant at all no all i know it about really the attic doesn't. all i know about the attic is home alone if you sleep up there your family leaves you and you're just stuck all by yourself because they forget about you up there yep <laughs> all right zoner what's the first one on your list um the first one on my list uh king of the hill okay It came out in in 97. First episode was January 12th of 97. uh, And it ran. Marley's like Google spot checking you right now. (laughs) No, he's right. I remember it coming out in the 90s. It ran until May 6th of 2010, Colin. So feel feel free to Google Google that one as well. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, (laughs) But no, King of the Hill, it was, you know. I, I was talking to my wife about, you know, best cartoons from the 90s. And I, I told her a couple that were on my list. And she said, well, you know, King of the Hill, not really a cartoon. I said, what do you mean it's not really a cartoon? It's hand-drawn animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, but it's not for kids. It's, no. you know, it was primetime cartoon. It was a primetime TV show. I said, so were the Flintstones. Yeah. And so... You know, King of the Hill, though, I think, I mean, it was Mike Judge, the guy who did Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, this was his next thing after Beavis and Butthead. He did King of the Hill. And it looks very, if you look at the animation styles, they're very similar. Yes. Some of the the, uh, look and feel of it is very similar. Especially in those early seasons. Mm -hmm. And it it still holds up to this day. I mean, it it is a great great series in my opinion it's just it's funny it's witty it's no. pertinent to people who live in texas i was gonna <laughs> say how much of how much of your appreciation for king of the hill was there before you moved to texas and how much of it has come since you've been living there 
you know, it was always one of my favorite shows. And when we pulled in, we bought our home sight unseen. Okay. Uh, just because of, of circumstances. Listen, I love blind bags. That seems like the extreme blind bag right there. Just buy it, the home and just hope for something great. Exactly. Well, King of the Hill, you you might recall, everybody there hangs out in the alley. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how our house is. You never see people drive up and down the front of like the street that we live on because everybody's got alleys in our neighborhood. And so people will drive through the alley. They park into their garage, pull into their garage and everybody hangs out in their backyards. Nobody ever is in their front yards. Mm -hmm. And we pulled in on the very first day and my wife said, okay, there's, you're going to have to come into the alley. Here's the street that you have to pull in. Don't actually pull into our street, pull into the street behind it and, and go to the alley. And as I got out of the car, I looked at her and I looked up and down the alley and I said, we live in King of the Hill. And <laughs> yeah, it's, that's awesome. it's, it's so, so cool. So it's funny. It's entertaining and it's true to life. That's all it is true to life. And the more that I, I live in Texas, the more I realize just how true to life it is. You go to the high school football games on Friday night. It's just like sitting in an episode of King of the Hill. It, That's awesome. I mean, it is brilliant. It is such a brilliant, brilliant cartoon. It's awesome. Well, the first one I have on my list is a show called Life with Louie. Uh, it was a cartoon that came out in 94. Louis Anderson? Yes, with Louis Anderson. So so here's the thing that I liked about Life with Louis. He's a fat kid, right? And that resonated with me as a child. But he was also like super sarcastic and like <laughs> things didn't really phase oh. him very well. So there was a show called Bobby's World that came out prior to this. And that was Howie Mandel put that together and – he voiced Bobby and he was the dad in the show. And it was kind of this, he would introduce it as the comedian at the beginning. And then they would go into the story and everything. Well, then life with Louie came out. It was a similar format where Louie Anderson would kind of introduce it. He did some of the voices, but it was a very different show than Bobby's world because Bobby's world was very super like clean kid friendly. Not that life with Louie wasn't, was inappropriate at all. It just was a little bit more sarcastic, a little bit uh, edgier, if you will, not, edgy but you know what i mean it just was a little bit rough yeah. around the edges compared to bobby's world and i i enjoyed the humor and i enjoyed the characters and and that's a gem that if you've never seen it go back and watch it it's pretty pretty funny so cool. Colin, what's what's the next one on your list uh doug okay uh doug yeah, i can still hear uh, the theme song every time somebody says doug right good old uh good old quail man mm-hmm uh yeah, I just I love that show so much. It was it was probably one of the the shows that I watched the most with my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, but like <laughs> the weird relationship between him and uh, Patty and Skeeter. Man. Oh yeah, Skeeter. Oh yeah, yeah. spread. <laughs> Doug taught you a lot about racial diversity. Like you can be friends yeah. with anybody, whether they're black white green blue green. purple like it's all <laughs> that good is true. Man. like yeah it was it was an interesting way to approach that subject but 
Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> uh, in prep for this, I, I watched a really cringy episode oh. of him and, uh, Patty Mayonnaise going on a date. Aww. And it was just so awkward. Yes. But like, it was real life. Like, that's yeah. exactly how you feel like when you're on a date. I, there, Doug was like, when that came out, it was right at the beginning of the Nicktoons craze. Cause there was like Doug Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy. Those were kind of the big three that kind of came out around the same time. And, yeah. you know, Ren and Stimpy was obviously the cool show that the kids watched whose parents like never supervised them. My parents never let us watch Ren and Stimpy, but like Doug was what I was allowed to watch. And I always felt like it really, it really did. Cause I was in middle school at the time that it came out. And so for me, that felt like what middle school felt like. I even had a best friend named Doug. My dad, every time he would come over, would call him Doug Funny. And so Doug, who was my friend in, in junior high, if you're listening, I'm still sorry about that because I think it was really obnoxious. <laughs> but Doug's a great choice. I almost put it on my list. I like Doug. I almost put Ren and Stimpy on mine. Yeah. <laughs> what's What's next on your list, Marley? Um, so I was just actually looking at this. It's not really a true nineties cartoon, but they showed it a lot on Cartoon Network throughout the nineties and stuff. And that is Scooby-Doo. Okay. I, I, I'm sure there was some iteration of Scooby-Doo in the nineties. There, there was like, I'm, I'm looking at it now and like there, there definitely was like, just like reruns and reboots and stuff. But like, Yeah. yeah, like I, I loved loved that show i always like as soon as it was on on cartoon network you know because you had the tv guide back then and you're like scooby-doo's on at 10 or on friday or whatever so i always made sure i could watch it yeah (laughs) i don't think there's ever going to be a generation that doesn't know (sighs) scooby-doo because they keep on bringing on reboot after reboot after reboot for it yes Mm -hmm. and honestly like it still stays true to characters like they haven't changed it up so much that you know, there's there's not that room for, you know, mass change in these these characters. Like, mm-hmm. I've never heard someone complain and be like, I can't believe what they did with Scooby Doo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's I mean, it's still it really holds up. I mean, and they've made movies like they've made live action movies. There mm-hmm. was that one that um, it was another animated one called Scoob that was supposed to release this year, but. I'm pretty sure that was one of the ones that got a new release date. I don't know the yeah. new date. Yeah. I but, think it was. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. I'm kind of not really paying attention to that anymore, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, I was really excited for that movie, you know, because, again, it's those characters that you know and love. Um, and then also, too, like, you know, I, I don't know if you guys watch the show Supernatural at all. Um, I'm really into that show. And they did a, they a did seasons. a crossover like recently with Scooby Doo where they made the characters from Supernatural like animated and they mm-hmm. like were in with the mystery gang and they were like solving a mystery and all that and like they did the very That's classic amazing. you know where they're running around and mm-hmm. the music is playing and <sighs> I need to go back and watch that episode now. It was, it was so awesome. good. I love I love it. Um, I did not know that you were a big supernatural fan Marley, but somehow I'm not totally surprised either. (laughs) Oh, I love that show. It's great. I would picture you as a, a firefly fly fan as well. 
I am. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Firefly called it. It's fine. Oh come on. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just not, let's just. All right. I'm missing right. something oh, here. <laughs> no, I've actually cosplayed um, Supernatural at Fanex several times. Uh, done the whole you know gender bending thing. But yeah, Oops. I'm always I'm always Sam. I'm always yeah. Sam Winchester. <laughs> next next time uh, that we get together with Tracy for movies that make us, you'll have to talk to him about his wife, who's big into Supernatural. Like she's written books on the storytelling in Supernatural, like literally has written books on it. I mean, I've read her book, some of her books before. Yeah. yeah. They're good. Yeah. I love them. So she's a huge Supernatural fan. Nice. I I don't think huge even, yeah, it even yeah, covers it. Even. Like it's <laughs> she is probably the super fan of super fans. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. You'd have a lot to talk about. Awesome. Zoner Zoner, what's next on your list? Um, like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow Marley's lead here and go with a show that did not premiere in the nineties, but it's best years were in the nineties and that's the Simpsons. Okay. Yeah. What it premiered in 88, 87, something like that. 89, 89, December, December of 89. So almost Mm -hmm. 1990. I'll let you have it. And <laughs> and technically, they premiered on the Tracy Ullman show. That is true, but their first episode, their the Christmas special was was December yeah. of eighty nine. Santa's little helper, right? Yes, that yeah. was a good episode. Um, and there, you know, now I I actually stopped watching The Simpsons just a couple years ago because it stopped being funny to me and that's saying a lot because most people have stopped being funny about 15 years ago mm-hmm. uh, but their their heyday right there through like seasons four five six seven mm-hmm. eight uh maybe up to season 10 you know you've got writers like conan o'brien on the show i mean it yep. was i it was just pure comedy week after week after week. Um, yeah. yeah. And as far as cultural significance goes, I mean, it's one of the longest running primetime shows ever now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they surpassed Bonanza. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't really discount it. And their run in the 90s was second to none. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were very strong in the 90s. And you're right, there was a lot of writing talent behind that. Um, and that's a big reason for their success. And a lot of voice talent. Uh, Hank Azaria, oh, yeah. who nobody knew Hank Azaria at all before The Simpsons. And he does like everybody except Homer, Marge, Lisa, and Bart. I mean, he yeah. <laughs> does so many characters in the show uh, and brings such a lot of such talent to that. Um but even the voice actors of the main characters themselves are are incredible. So yeah, Simpsons is when you're talking about cartoons in the nineties, I don't know. Um, again, like you said, it, it premiered in 89 in December of 89, but really it's heyday was in the nineties. And I think it was never 
as big a part of the pop culture identity as it was in the 90s. I mean, even after that, people still talk about it. People still love it. And it's still around. But really, I mean, everybody had Bart, Bart Simpson shirts and there were toys. And like it was don't have a cow man. Eat my shorts was like everywhere. So do the Bart man. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. How many times did the Simpsons save the Fox network even? I mean. Yeah, without the Simpsons, there wouldn't be the Fox Network. I exactly. Mean, they were exactly. a brand new network, and they, that's why they were willing to take a risk on a show like The Simpsons, and it paid off. Yeah. I think it's a good choice. I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was young. I was neither. Because when, like, during that prime time you're talking about, Zoner, I mean, I was, I was, I was a young, a youngin. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was, was not allowed. <laughs> I was in junior high when it came out, so I I'm older. I had than a all school y'all. teacher in elementary school play an <laughs> but, episode of it. What's you that, know, it, Colin? Uh, in elementary school, I had a, a teacher play an episode of it for one of our lessons. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, you that know, my, I can't remember what episode it was, but my daughter will actually text me every now and then, and she'll be like, "Oh, we're watching The Simpsons." It's the Telltale Heart episode or whatever, like from mm-hmm. the Treehouse of of Horror. Treehouse of Horrors, yep. And I mean, it's it's so culturally relevant on so many different levels now. It's yeah. it just amazes me. But yeah, I my mom hated me watching it, but what you gonna <laughs> do? I had to sneak it in my room, like yeah. the rest of the family. I would anyway. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um. The next one on my list is uh, Batman Beyond. So I figured somebody yes. would have Batman the Animated Series on their list. If it's not, we should talk uh-huh. about why it was so important. But Batman Beyond was a great spinoff from the Animated Series. And I love comic books. I love superhero stories. And for me, I loved seeing a glimpse into the future of the DC Universe and who would take up the cowl when, when Bruce Wayne was done. And um, they found a good way to tell that story. Uh, and create this character um, it, with with Batman Beyond. I thought it was a great show. It was a it was very strong on its own. So that's anyway. I don't know if you guys watched it, saw it. No, it was it was one of my favorites too. Uh, I actually started uh, watching it uh, a couple years back again, uh, and I remember being on a uh, on an on site install when I worked for Geek Squad. And, uh, one of our, one of my clients that I would go to frequently, uh, he would always have Batman Beyond just playing on his, uh, TV, you just know, in like the background. you do, you just, some, yeah. you just have it on. It's, fine. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's weird that you're always watching this every time I come over, but I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> well, and, and the fun thing with Batman Beyond was the character, uh, Terry, I believe is his name. The guy who takes up yeah. the, the cowl, he, he was, you watch Batman, the animated series and Batman was already Batman by the time the show starts. So he was already like perfect at solving crimes, like unbeatable, invincible Batman, but Batman beyond, he wasn't, he, it was an origin story. It was him starting out as Batman. And so he messed up a lot more than he was successful. And to see that learning process and that growth was, was fun for me. Yeah. Well, and you saw a a different side to Batman too. Yeah. The mentoring and you've got, yeah, you've got this kid that comes in, you know, just just lost his father, um, isn't sure what to what to do with the world, and uh, somehow stumbles in into Bruce's mansion and into the Batcave, and all of a sudden he's 
you know, out there fighting crime. Yep. Uh, and you get to see the, the growth of him as well as uh, the growth of, of old man Bruce trying to become this kind of humble guy again. Yep. And Batman Beyond, the bat suit was way cooler than Batman's. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. sweet. So was there his uh, Batmobile that would fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of cool stuff. Well, All right, Colin. Oh, uh, hold, ahead, hold on just a sec. Batman Beyond also had that uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker yes. film that was yep. like super controversial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. So, you know, you got to give props to any cartoon that can cause that much, that many yep. people to get that pissed off to where they have to actually go in and edit the cartoon after it airs and like never air it again because it was like so, so bad. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, that, that was a, that was a great choice. I actually debated putting that on mine and actually one of our listeners uh, mentioned that in his, in his nice. list as well. Was that the tweet where I refused to answer any questions? Um, Told them they'd no. have to tune in. Oh, all right. Well, fine. Oh, but yeah, that, that was the tweet, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. All right, Colin, what's oh, next yes. on your list? Well, since it led into it, uh, Batman, the animated series. Perfect. See, I knew it would be on somebody's list. Yeah, I've uh-huh. got it on my list as well. That's yeah. actually the next one on mine too. Well, great. Then we'll I just mean, do there's... two for one right here. There we go. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many good things about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the true Batman to the T, right? Mm-hmm. When I think of Batman, I think of the animated series, Batman. Um, and, and just the, uh, um, just the animation style that they had, the stories that were being told. I mean, it was transitioning episode to episode based on what was happening in the season, which is, I feel like one of the, the first cartoons that was actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really started this, this whole new kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we not only got Batman, we also got Robin, mm-hmm. we got Batgirl, um for a while there too um and then all the classic villains were in it um and uh uh kevin conroy's voice of batman is just oh my gosh i just well his voice is the perfect batman i feel like well and and balanced with the perfect joker i mean mark hamill was a great joker in the series and still gets people debating you know who's the greatest joker and and his name still gets thrown in there whenever uh, those lists go out there on Facebook. So I think, yeah, I think there's so much talent behind it for sure. And it was, it was a different way to tell uh, a story through animation and through cartoons. Um, you know, you had Tim Burton's Batman that came out in 89 uh, and that kind of leads the way for Batman, the animated series to kind of get made uh, in a way where it's taken seriously. Because prior to that on TV, you had super friends and you had, the 1966 Batman series and, and Batman just wasn't taken seriously until this superheroes in general, mm-hmm. weren't really taken seriously. No, they that were true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were for kids. Yeah. And even yeah. though Batman, the animated series was technically a kid's show, it was treated with a certain level of maturity mm-hmm. that brought it credibility and respect. And well, and it, it holds up over time. Too. Oh, it, yes, exactly. I mean, the 
the the style of animation that they did during during this series, I feel will always hold up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's well, gorgeous. I mean, it's to the point where they can easily do high def renders of mm-hmm. it. And, and isn't it true that like the character, like Harley Quinn, like, didn't mm-hmm. she come from that show? Like originally, yes. like she's not an original yeah. comic book character or anything. Like she came from that TV show and then was yep. made popular. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I didn't just make that up <laughs> again. No, I haven't seen didn't. the show. No. I've seen like, you know, clips and stuff here and there. Like I know quite a bit about it. I just haven't sat down and watched it. Well, it, and one, one thing, you know, pre- bring up Harley Quinn. One thing that the animated series did really, really well was this concept of giving the villains a good backstory. You know, prior to that, if you saw like Super Friends and you saw like the Legion of Doom, they were just the bad guys and they were just the bad guys because they were the bad guys. Yeah. But like you've got stories like Clayface, which are just tragic tragic stories you've got the backstory to mr freeze you know what's motivating him it's not just that he's a bad guy it's he's got his wife who's sick and she's frozen and he's trying to find a way to cure her so she you know just things like that where you're almost sympathetic to these villains um because of their backstory and and it humanizes them um and it makes it more tragic and um just better storytelling all the way around except the joker he's just a dick well yeah but (laughs) But nobody up until last year, nobody had really tried to really try to give a backstory to the Joker. He was always kind of this homicidal maniac and we didn't care about his backstory until uh, last year. And, you know, I still don't. Yeah. Are are you telling me that uh, Batman and Robin didn't do a good enough justice for the Mr. Freeze storyline? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Batman and Robin, the movie, did not do justice to anything that in the Bat That movie doesn't universe. exist. What are you talking yeah, about? What yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exa- that's a good way to put it, for sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger, no, no, doesn't we, ring a bell. What are you calling? We don't... That, Best Mr. Freeze adaptation ever. You made up they that movie. They had nipples on their suits. Yeah. yeah. Batgirl didn't. Well, Batman okay, and Robin did. Hey, Marley, what was next on your list? We're just going to move right past (laughs) that. (laughs) Okay, mine. So I was actually looking it on Wikipedia, and technically it aired from 1987 to 1990. However, I watched it in the 90s, and that is DuckTales. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. I I remember watching that at my grandparents' house like all the time and even like the mo- like there was movies to it, right? It wasn't just a TV show. Yeah, there think. there was one movie. Oh, yeah. I know there was at least one movie and it actually like released Secret in of the, the theater Lamp. and everything. Yep, Secret of the Lost Lamp. Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I like cuz I I can just like vividly like picture in my mind like when their uncle Scrooge McDuck, like when he has like that big vault of all his money uh-huh. and he just like dives in and just is like swimming amongst the coins. <laughs> like I can still see that in my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you're a kid, you don't even think about how impossible that would really be to swim through coins like that. Right? But and, uh, it's still awesome. You stop and you think when he dives in. Yeah. That would like break his neck, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. he, I mean, like it's gets, got one of the catchiest cartoon 
songs ever too. Oh, big yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as someone starts singing it, you just want to jump in. Yeah, absolutely. And and so many great characters from it too. Like I loved Launchpad was one of my favorite characters that came from DuckTales and then he later appeared in in Darkwing Duck and um just he was just fun. And I loved the well, the triplets, Huey, Dewey and Louie. Mhm. Yeah. It was it was a fun show. And and the reboot that Disney has done is actually really really solid. Oh, yes. nice. I don't think yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's great. Yeah, I was actually going to include DuckTales on my list, but Aww. I figured it didn't run long enough in the 90s so yeah i, <laughs> I counted it because again i watched it in the 90s marley's yeah. just a rule breaker I'll, here I'll it's okay it. yeah <laughs> well that's that's great that you'll allow it on my show Zoner. yes <laughs> yeah thanks just kidding, thanks a lot. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no it I actually think... it actually says <clears throat> on here that ducktales like because it was so successful it paved the way for future Disney cartoons like yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Tailspin, and then again Darkwing Duck that you yeah. just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's so cool. Darkwing Duck. Yeah, so it was Duck. You had Ducktales in the afternoon, and uh, I think Gummy Bears was one of the earlier ones as well. And then <laughs> oh, yes. because yeah. they were so successful, Disney said, "Hey, we could do this with our <laughs> other characters and take these old characters from way back when." and introduce them in a new way yes. to the audiences. And you got Baloo in Tailspin. You got Chippendale and Chippendale Rescue Rangers, um, which were hugely uh, successful. Mm-hmm. That was a huge block. After school, you'd always watch the Disney Afternoon cartoons. It was a great choice. Yeah. I'm all for it. I, I Yeah, for I it. agree. It, it was a good one. Um, I think it's you, Jake. Yeah, the next one I've got on my list was uh, another superhero series from the 90s, and that was the X-Men cartoon, mm. which was similar to Batman in that it gave a little bit more credibility to the stories that you could tell with these comic book heroes. And it was another one that was one of the first ones that would take a whole season or you know, at least a few episodes in the season to tell a story. Um, and what happened earlier in the season affected what happened later in the season. I mean, in the first episode uh, morph gets captured by the Sentinels. And that is something that plays throughout the whole uh, first season. Um, when beast gets captured, when they go to rescue him, he's in prison the whole season. So there's all of these things that um, where it's a little bit more complex than just every episode, every week is a new episode. And previously on X-Men, Yes, exactly. And you'd have to have that recap or else you'd have no idea what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I will But it has one of the catchiest songs ever. Oh yeah. Like you can listen to this song and you will always know what it is. Oh yeah. I hear it and I'm like, oh yep, that's X-Men for sure. Um the other thing that I will say about X-Men, and I will always stand by this. That cartoon series is the best version of the Dark Phoenix story that's ever been on screen. Mm. <laughs> better than X Men Last though. Stand and better than Dark Phoenix. Everything's better. Awesome. What? Dark better than Phoenix. Dark Phoenix? I still haven't finished the last 10 minutes of Dark Phoenix. <gasps> it's, it's okay. <laughs> I don't even think you need to. It's no, fine. you don't. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I got sick last night. That was better than Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> but but if you want to know the phoenix storyline without going back and reading the actual comics 
the X-Men series from the 90s is the best way to experience that, in my opinion. Yeah. Good to know. I'll have to check so, it out. That's, it's a, I, I love X-Men. And, and to be honest and totally fair, this came out in the 90s when I was heavy into reading a lot of X-Men comics. So it really worked out well for me. But You know, the, I actually, that's one that I would give an honorable mention to uh, if we had to limit it to just five, you know, because mm -hmm. it's, you're exactly right. It's up there. And yeah. Yeah. Colin, what's next on your list? Um, Dexter's Laboratory. Okay, see, I don't know Dexter's Laboratory at Gigi, all. Get out of what? my laboratory! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. I watched Just that, that brother too. sister duo combo of them just Dee Dee and Dexter just going at it. So Dexter is this super smart kid mm -hmm. came out of the womb talking with glasses on like <laughs> uh <laughs> Comes up with these insane um, uh, inventions. Uh, like one of the episodes I remember most is the the uh, chupacabra episode. <laughs> it's just it's just a such a far out there cartoon that you know it's it's just hilarious. Uh, the the writers just did an amazing job with it. And Dexter's just this, you know, such an analytical guy uh, mm. and, and always thinking of, you know, these cool things. And then you have Dee Dee, who's just, you know, this very, very kind of ditzy personality, doesn't doesn't know what's going on in the world, is in her own world and dancing around. Um, it's just hilarious. One of my you know, favorite. Oh, but go ahead, Marley. <laughs> One of my favorite moments from Dexter's Lab is... I don't know if he was doing like an experiment or whatever, because it's, it's seriously been so long since I've seen it. But I remember he was trying to see if he could get like girls to like him. And he knew that if he spoke <laughs> French, that mm. it would. And so he kept just saying over and over again, omelette du fromage. And he fromage. just kept saying cheese omelette in French over and over yes. again. And it worked. Like there were all these girls that were like, oh, oh, he speaks French. And he's just like, omelette du fromage over and over again and i just i remember yeah, that part so vividly i i think on that episode there was there was like this this girl talking to this jock and then he like tapped the phone or something <laughs> and jumped on the call and and would just say omelette du fromage and then she was just like i'm leaving my man yeah <laughs> wow if only it were that easy great. in real life Right. I know, right? You know, I actually when I I love Dexter's Lab and that almost made my list. I had a tough time choosing between that and my next one. But I had an art class in college and we had this big project. I can't remember what it was, <laughs> but everybody had to show off their projects and then people were in the class had to kind of critique it and it got like, it could have gotten really brutal, but thankfully it didn't. And somebody showed their project, their like drawing or whatever it was. And the animation style reminded me of Dexter's laboratory. And the professor, she was like this, 
she she wasn't very old. She was probably her late twenties or something, but she was kind of pretentious and and she started kind of ripping on this person who had done this, you know, like really criticizing their style of art. And she asked if anybody in the class had any feedback. And I raised my hand and I said, you know, I really like it. It reminds me of the, the style of art used on cartoons like Dexter's laboratory. And, oh, that was the wrong thing to say to this teacher. Because mm -hmm. all of a sudden, not only do I like this person's artwork, but I'm an idiot who likes cartoons. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it, it did not go well. But <laughs> Dexter's Laboratory, the artwork on that, the animation style, I thought was fantastic. It was fun. It was different from what you had seen previously up to that point. It was kind of where they were at a turning point where you saw things like Samurai Jack and, and Dexter's Laboratory and and the animation style was taking a turn to just something different than what we had seen previously with, you know, X-Men and the stuff from the 80s. We were starting to evolve. Mm -hmm. Samurai Jack's a good one. That should have been it is. on my list. Yeah, that was way good. What do you have on your list next? Zoner. Oh, I got Rugrats. Uh, classic. And it was, it was a toss-up between Rugrats and Dexter's Lab, honestly, for me. And uh, Both good choices. Yeah, they are both good choices. Um, but yeah, Rugrats, I watched ru a lot of Rugrats. Uh, between watching it with my younger sister and then with my kids. Uh, I mean, that show was on for... 13 it was years? on for a long time, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've watched a lot of Rugrats episodes. So, it's it's a fun show. Very clever. The jokes are, you know, they've got the jokes that are for the parents and the jokes that are for the kids. And mm -hmm. that's I think that's how all cartoons should be. Yeah. So. It's a good one. I like Rugrats. What do you have next on your list, Marley? Well... One that really like sticks out in my mind when I think of like Saturday morning cartoons mm -hmm. um, is Recess. Okay. I watched yes. that so much. Like, and I'm actually looking on Wikipedia here and like, cause I was trying to remember, I'm like, what was that like Saturday morning thing called? And this specific one that I remember watching, it was Disney's one Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. And like instantly, like the little jingle just like popped in my head it was like the one saturday morning and i'm like oh my gosh just like memories <laughs> just came like flooding back but yeah, yeah i loved recess like i thought it was so funny um and so clever like the cute little group of friends and i loved how um there were all of those um the girls like all of the ashleys all the girls mm -hmm. named ashley <laughs> mm -hmm. and how yes. and how um their friend in the in the group her named uh spinelli and how she really is an Ashley, and like when everybody found out that, and it was just oh like, gosh. what? Oh, yeah. that was a great know. episode. Oh, it's such a good show. Isn't that one on Disney Plus now? I don't know if it is. It should. It's owned by Disney. It was a Disney yeah. show, but I, I don't know it if it's. Is. Yeah, that that one. If if we could have gone top ten instead of five, that would have definitely been on my list as well. Mm -hmm. 
if we had gone top 10, this show would be like two hours long. We're already it would pushing be an hour with, yeah. All right. <laughs> the next I, great choices. The next one on my list is one um, that I like to think nobody else has ever heard of before. Uh, and it is called Exo Squad. I see. Yeah. I've Oop, never that heard was, of it. that was the look Exo that I was Squad. expecting. So it was, it only ran for like two years. So it wasn't a super long run. But it was a Ooh. story about in the future, uh, humans are expanding their empire. They're going to like Mars, Venus. They're terraforming there. And now they're going to go out to the outer worlds. And they have bred uh, this new race called Neo Sapiens to do like their manual labor. And then the Neo Sapiens are led by a guy named Phaeton who turns them against the humans and take over the humans. And so this is Exo Squad. They're fighting to get out of the rule of the neo sapiens and uh but what was really cool about it and what why it was called exo squad is they would fight in what they called e-frames which were like these mechs that they would get in and they would control and they were just really really cool it was the same people that did like x-men and a bunch of other cartoons uh in the 90s um yeah, I was about to say the animation style looks just like X-Men. Yeah, well, and it was, this was done, it was really pushed by Universal and Playmates were the two companies that really pushed it. Universal uh, from the production standpoint, Playmates from the toys, and they had some incredible toys. So, uh, but this was one of my favorite shows. I loved the toys. I had like all of them, uh, even though I was like going into middle school. That was fine. I didn't tell my friends. It was not a problem. <laughs> but I love this show. So this was one of my favorites. So doesn't get a lot of attention just because it didn't last very long. And for a good portion yeah. of it, it was on like super early in the morning, like six o'clock in the morning. And so nobody watched it. So, but it was, it was really so good. sad. What's next on your list, Colin? Captain Planet, oh he's our <laughs> hero. He's gonna bring pollution down to, down to zero. zero. Yeah. Uh, no, that show. I, I as a kid, I, I honestly couldn't care about pollution, but <laughs> whenever they would bring their rings together mm-hmm. with our powers combined, we are Captain Planet. Yep. Uh, I don't know. That just always got me. Uh, I, I watched something not too long ago. It was super weird. Um, uh, it's like a. Captain Planet parody with uh, Don Cheadle. Yes. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah. It got violent. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was crazy, but, like, I mean, it, it kind of matched really well with, with the series. So. <laughs> yeah. It was Quite a, funny. Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Yeah, I remember. We're all, we're all environmentalists because of Captain Planet. I mean, that was... Really, yep. I think what put it in the mainstream focus, as weird as that sounds, but yes. Yeah. Yep. Good old Captain Planet. I hated Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I never I, watched I, it. I hated it. I thought it was so preachy. <laughs> oh, and I think if you go back and watch it now, it totally feels that way. I think when you're a kid, it's oh, just yeah. like a cool superhero show, but like if you're older, you're like, oh, this is all about, like, save the planet, which is not a bad thing. I'm not against saving yeah. the planet by any means. But, like, yeah, yeah it definitely comes across. As it super definitely crazy. had an agenda. Unlike stupid propaganda. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Just give me Animaniacs. But we always, 
just give me Animaniacs. <laughs> anyway, I've got my theories on propaganda, and we won't go into it here. But Zoner, <laughs> what's the next show on your list? Animaniacs. Okay. Animaniacs so, was great. Yes, I mean, you look at what they did with that that series. I mean, it it ran for five years. They're bringing it back now. Uh, Steven Spielberg produced mm-hmm. uh, the voice actors. I mean, I think they had a full symphonic orchestra for every episode. I mean, it was just fantastic the way that they did that. The animation was great. The voice acting was great. The writing was witty. Yeah. Um, and there, w- that was another series that had a lot of jokes that weren't really for the kids. But the kids wouldn't get them. And mm-hmm. so it was totally okay to have it on at 3.30 in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, which was unfortunate because, you know, some of us had jobs. Uh, yeah. But, just, yeah, it's just it's TiVo classic. it. Yeah, I don't I, know what the problem is. Just TiVo it. It's fine. Yeah. This, <laughs> you the, know, in, in 93, uh, there wasn't really a TiVo know, back then. So. the. Animaniacs to me is is interesting because I remember Tiny Toons coming out and, it, and that yes. kind of preceded it. Yeah, and that was like, hey, we're going to reintroduce this whole Looney Tunes idea, and then it was like, hey, let's take this a step further with like brand new characters that aren't related at all to the Looney Tunes, and just it was like Tiny Tunes on steroids is what Animaniacs was. It was so much better. <laughs> yes, um, not yeah. that taking steroids makes you better, like, but it was but it just. Does. It was faster, stronger, funnier. Like it, it, it just took it to the next level. Um, yeah. Wacko Yakko and brought out things were, like were incredible. Pinky in the brain. Pinky in the too. brain. Yep. Well, and and there were so many little things in there too. Like there, everybody remembers Pinky in the brain. Everybody, everybody remembers, you know, the songs that they would sing with the countries of the world uh, and things like that. But there was also brilliant stuff like the good idea, bad idea stuff which was hilarious. Yeah. You know, and just some really good stuff. Anime Next is a strong, strong show. Marley, what's next on your list? Um, there's so many good ones that again, probably made it into my top 10, but if I'm going to have to choose the last one for my top five, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pick Arthur. Cause I mean, wow. before I had cable, like that was the show you watched when you were yep. younger. Like, cause you had, everyone had PBS, but yeah, I loved Arthur. I, I don't know. I haven't watched that one in a while. So I wonder, I wonder if that one would hold up today or not. Has anyone watched it recently? It does. It does. Yeah, it holds up fine. Yeah. Yay! Arthur, Arthur was cool because, uh, when I was a lot younger, all of the shows on PBS we're all just super educational, which isn't a bad thing, but like Sesame street. Yeah, it was entertaining, but it, behind it, you could tell it was learn your alphabet and your colors and your shapes and reading rainbow. Like, yeah, it's still mm-hmm. about learning to appreciate reading and things like that, which is all great. But like Arthur, because it was like a full fledged cartoon and it was just stories. It wasn't necessarily educational. Uh, and it was a big step for PBS because it still was like, it wasn't not educational. It wasn't, mm-hmm. But it it was a normal cartoon, and you could enjoy it like a normal cartoon. Um, it, it wasn't like trying to trick you into knowing classic literature like Wishbone was. It was just oh, a cartoon about an artist named Arthur. Oh. Uh, Wishbone's great, not a cartoon, so he didn't make my list. I'm sorry, but he 
That was a fun one. Uh, my last one uh, was also part of the Disney afternoon uh, pantheon of shows, uh, Gargoyles. Yes. This was such a cool Never thing to me. It. And that's all right. You should go check it out. It's really <laughs> cool. It, it's on Disney Plus. It is. Hey. Gargoyles was so cool because, like, at the time that this came out, the age that I was, like, it wasn't super cool to be into Disney anymore. Like, you were trying to be too hip for Disney. And this was a Disney show that was totally different than anything else out there. Like, it didn't have a duck in it, and it didn't have a mouse in it. It was these gargoyles that were these fierce monsters that um, were just awesome. And they were, but they were the good guys. And I don't know. Gargoyles was great. I loved it. Plus, I was a big Star Trek fan, Star Trek The Next Generation, and there are a lot of voices from Star Trek The Next Generation that show up in Gargoyles. Jonathan Frakes does a couple of voices. Um, he does kind of the main bad guy. Um, and then the bad gargoyle, female gargoyle, is Marina Sirtis, who was Deanna Troy. Anyway, I'm nerding out, but Gargoyles was great. You <laughs> check it out. I think I have seen it, actually, but like... I also remember, like, because everyone, like, I mean, they look kind of scary. Yeah. So, like, as a young girl, like, I don't think I really liked that show because I was like, these guys look scary. Or so, I don't know. But they just, yeah. like, looking at it right now, I'm like, I think I did watch it, but I was too scared. <laughs> my, so I tried turning it on Disney Plus the other day um, for my son, who's almost four. He's like, oh, you'll like it. These guys are, like, superhero type characters. And. But then just the opening credits, he was like, no, dad, this is too scary. Oh. And like left. And I was like, all right, we won't do that one. <laughs> so I could definitely see that. This is a pretty good list of shows, I think, that we've put together. I think we all brought some really great shows to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, there's going to be people listening to this. Um, they may or may not eat glue. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's for someone specific you know who you are, but that may be shouting at the, the phone or iPod or whatever device they're listening that we missed a show that that's a classic. And it's so hard when you're talking about a whole decade worth of shows and especially a decade that's as strong as the nineties was. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would love to hear what shows we missed, what shows you feel like are in your top five um, and, and why, you know, send us a tweet, send us an email, um, we've got an email address. What is it again, Colin? Feedback at stolendroids.com. Oh, that's right. Feedback at stolendroids.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at stolendroids. We're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what we missed. We want to know. Um, in the meantime, we will be back next week with more Stolen Droids goodness. Um, so take care of yourselves out there. Hang in there. We're all going to make it through this together. And thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hasta luego. Bye. Buen viaje. We'll see you later. Say bye, Zoner. Oh, good day. <laughs> Zoner sucks. Oh, this has been a Stolen Droids Media production. I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> uh.